you want a satisfying career and a fulfilling family life, this is the podcast for you. Join me, Joel Lulovich, and me, Lucy Dickens, as we share strategies and advice to help you keep your balls in the air. Welcome to the Juggle Podcast. Hi everyone, Joel Lulovich here. And Lucy Dickens, welcome back to the Juggle Podcast. So we've got a little bit of news, don't we, Lucy? We do. I think you. I think we've shared. We've shared our news. Well, my news. <laughs> but we have a special guest, a real special guest today, which is my brand new baby, who's not so brand new anymore because he's already a month old. Ah, oh, it's going so fast. So Harry was born at the end of February. Finally, after yeah. us waiting <laughs> for a long time. Do you want to share with everyone about the birth? I love birth. I love everything about birth. I would talk about. (laughs) Okay, we don't want a whole whole episode. (laughs) Maybe not. Maybe not. Might scare off a few people. (laughs) Well, if you're into birth, come chat to me about birth because I'd like to talk about that. But no, Harry was born at home. We had a beautiful home birth, which wasn't the same experience that we had with Lily's birth. So it really was lovely. He was born on Tuesday afternoon. And we had, obviously, Jack was home. My sister came. We hired a doula who was absolutely fantastic. And my midwife who has been, who had, who had been caring for me throughout the whole pregnancy. So yeah, it was lovely. I think it's so amazing that you can describe a birth as lovely and that you could have had that experience. I think it's great. It is. I wish that every woman was educated about birth in the same way that I have been throughout this pregnancy. And I wasn't, like I said, I wasn't with Lily. I just thought, you're pregnant, you go into hospital, you have a baby, we all do it. It's like, you don't have to prepare for it. It just kind of happens. But this time we did hypnobirthing and we learned a lot about birth and a lot about hospitals and hospital procedures and intervention. And we wanted to avoid that. And we basically wanted to avoid the birth that I had last time. Yeah. And we spent a lot of time preparing for everything. But yeah, no, it really was wonderful and I wish that every woman got to experience birth like that because I understand there's need for medical intervention some of the time but not all of the time. Yeah I think it's interesting you know everyone has their their different views on what they're they're happy with and comfortable with and and yet some of that is definitely about education and what they've heard and been told beforehand whereas I was very comfortable having hospital births for all of all of mine and the idea of having them at home just didn't appeal at all. So, but similar, you know, the the first birth experience wasn't the best. So I made sure to make some changes for the second and third time round, and it made a big difference. Um, You know, you you are more comfortable with what the experience is like and you're more prepared. So, yeah, I know what you mean. Not so much the having the baby at home thing that I want people to experience, but more the continuity of care and the education and I just felt so cared for and supportive and like all the people were really on my team. Everybody had my back. It's so important, isn't it, when you have a baby birth experience, but afterwards too, huh, to have all those people around to help out? Yep, yep, definitely. Um, My (laughs) hardest day in the first couple of weeks after Harry was born, the hardest day, the day that I I was teary, when I think I text you saying, have I got baby blues now? Because I haven't had it yet. My hardest day was the day I said goodbye to my midwife and my doula. They both came to visit me on the same day and I was discharged and our doula brought around homemade soup and homemade bread and all these little care gifts for me. When they both left, that was when my tears came. I was like, oh, now I'm all out on my own in the 
world. Yes. All these people are not here anymore. (laughs) Yes. It's not easy, that feeling of being alone. And I think when you have your first baby, particularly, it's intense, that loneliness feeling. I definitely felt it. Yes. But you're still feeling it the second time around, huh? Not so much now. I was that day. Mm -hmm. I guess it comes and goes. I think it's different this time because... I know how to care for a baby. Yes. So it's not so much the loneliness in the sense of what am I doing and who's here with me. Yes. It's more so, I guess, the up in the middle of the night, <laughs> that kind of lonely. <laughs> yeah. And sometimes on online shopping and scrolling through articles or Facebook is not really enough to stem the loneliness. Well, I'm unfortunately not able to do that at the moment because I put my phone through the washing machine, oh, yeah. which is a wonderful indication of how much sleep I've been getting. <laughs> there you go. <laughs> that's, what's, that's the truth about what's been going on around here. You heard it here first, everyone. <laughs> Lucy is having the typical reaction to having a newborn baby in her life. <laughs> and I have a, a bone to pick with all the second time people. Well, no, I have a bone to pick with everyone who has more than one child, you included. <laughs> Nobody told me, and this is one of the things that nobody tells you because people don't tell you about things, but nobody told me that having a baby could affect Lily, my first daughter's sleep. Ah. I was expecting her to be jealous. I was expecting her to, you know, maybe not like Harry, not want to be around him, want me to be with her. She loves him. She wants him to be everywhere. She wants to help do everything. But she's been waking up at night, getting up at four o'clock, Yeah. Yeah. Sleep is a thing around here. (laughs) I don't know that I could have helped you with that because I don't remember, I guess, you know, it was seven years ago, but I don't remember with the second one coming along, it making an impact. Nothing at all. Not not just sleep. Just sleep. Yeah. Yeah. And I think that is the, I think that is a fair call because I did ask another friend and she said they didn't have any issues either. It probably depends on the age of the children and what kind of stage And also they all react differently, don't they? Yeah. But I am surprised that it's, that is how Lily has reacted. I wonder if it's got a lot to do with the fact that you still co-sleep a lot. I thought that, but she's not waking at the same time as Harry. It's not him waking her up. Yeah. Don't know, but there you go. It's just another challenge. Yeah. The hardest thing for us, for me so far has definitely been lack of sleep. Yeah. Oh, look into those little baby noises. Can you hear him? He's falling asleep. Oh, that's what we want. We are recording this late one night, a week before it's due to be released because we pre-recorded so many episodes, haven't we, in preparation for you having this baby and not being as available. And it nicely worked out that your unavailability coincided with my craziness at work. Mm -hmm. So having all these pre-recorded episodes has been so helpful for us, but it's been really nice to be able to check in and be able to let everyone know how you're going in a bit more of a real time than we have been able to do. Yeah, because we do pre-record quite far in advance. We're usually about a month in advance because we, well, I like to be organized and Joe has to come along for the ride. (laughs) Is it actually the reason why? (laughs) I love it. I love it when someone wants to be this organized and take the reins. You would do it last minute if I would let you, but I don't. No, it's good. (laughs) (laughs) So we should talk about what we have been doing because you told people that you were definitely not planning on a complete timeout when you had Harry. So what have you been filling your time with aside from breastfeeding and changing nappies? Well, you can say I told you so because you will. (laughs) I had my plans. I had three, I think, projects I wanted to work on. One of them is done, which was an abstract submission for a a speech, which ended up being two because we did one, you and I did one together. Yeah. So that was done, tick. 
The next one on the list, I haven't had much success. And it's because I've been so tired that I have got time without Lily and I've got time I could spend doing this and I just can't focus. I can't motivate myself. Not that I go and rest and sleep. I just, (laughs) I couldn't tell you what I do. I just waste the time away really. But Zone out. mm -hmm. Maybe that's what you're meant to do. Is that what you're meant to do on maternity leave? I don't know. Um, (laughs) Let me ask you again. How old's Harry? Four weeks. So do you think you might be being a little bit hard on yourself? <laughs> no, I mean, is that what you're meant to do as in do nothing? Is that, no, I mean, uh, is in terms of you saying that you haven't been able to focus and you've done two oh. things. I'm like, come on, <laughs> doing two things when your baby's a month old is like superstar status. But you know what I have done? And I think everybody should be proud of me for this because <laughs> I'm practicing what I preach. And that is I've been exercising. Yeah, that's awesome. And I'm not an exercise kind of person, really. <laughs> I've been exercising and I've been making it a priority. So it's been the first thing I've done instead of I'll get to that after I do my work-related things. So maybe that's partly why they haven't happened because I've been exercising. Yeah, you've been prioritising. Mm-hmm. Mm. It's been nice. Yeah. What about you? What have you been up to? I have had the crazy month of March. I think I gave four or five different presentations around the Southwestern in Perth and between all the preparing, yes, some of it was last minute for those and then attending them and then dealing with some stuff that came out of them afterwards. It, and plus all the work and having a couple of staff members who've needed to take leave here and there, it's been really, really chaotic and a bit overwhelming actually. <laughs> and is the madness of March going to finish in three days when March finishes? I hope so. What's a really good word that starts with A that goes with April that's not mad? Um, amazing. Amazing, <laughs> amazing April. April. That sounds really good. I'm looking forward to an amazing April. Good. <laughs> but speaking of events, we've got one coming up. So it's so good being able to go to these events. And that's why I always get suckered into saying yes, because I love speaking in, in front of people and getting to network and mingle with them and meet new people. And it's always so much fun, you know, because I always have great conversations, which is what I like doing about it. And as I know you do too. And so we got invited Um, Just so everybody knows, we got invited to a presentation for the Women in Tax, which is a division of the Tax Institute of Australia. So we'll be speaking in Perth at the end of April for Women in Tax. And even if you're probably not in tax, if you're interested in coming along, then please do. Yeah, you don't need to be a member to come and buy tickets. And we will be talking about managing the juggle. Yeah. So we won't be talking about tax. No. So yeah, that's going to be fun. We get to share again our plans for our book and and how that's progressing, which will be really good. And I've already had someone who listens to the podcast sort of reach out and say that they're going to come along and I'm really looking forward to meeting them all there. So it's going to be good. Yes. Looking forward to it. Oh, and Harry will be there. Yes. So, so there you go. <laughs> if you need an added incentive and perhaps a baby cuddle, although Lucy is a baby wearer, so you might not get an opportunity. <laughs> <laughs> He'll be strapped to me so no one else gets the chance. No, he'll be there. I'm breastfeeding. Can you hear him? Yeah. (laughs) I'm breastfeeding and I haven't even attempted to give Harry a bottle yet. It's on the list of things to think about one day, but until then, he'll be with me. Yeah, I think that's great. And I think out of everything that we've just gone through, talking about our last month and everything that we're doing, you know, the thing that's standing out for me is how important it is that we have great people around us thinking about the book, you know, one of the things in it is that we have G because mm-hmm. two G's, but one of them was that whole idea of gathering support. And, and that's what you had in your birth experience, wasn't it? You know, all those wonderful people around you and, 
you know, it's been really good that you've still got different people now to help you with the next phase, the baby phase and, and everything else that comes along and everybody needs it. Yeah. We do. The person who's standing out for me, who doesn't, I don't think, listens to the podcast, but maybe she does and we'll find out, is my mum because she does anything for any of us and she lives. She only lives around the corner. She's still been having Lily for me one and a half days a week, even though I'm not working. That's for her too, though. That is for her too. She does really enjoy spending time with Lily and one of those, well, on the half day, the Wednesday, she wants Lily because if she doesn't, then she'd have to go to work. Yeah. So that's kind of in her favour too. But no, she does do a lot for all, all of us. But the other day she came round when she knew that we had had a few nights in a row of not so much sleep. And by the way, we've had two really good nights and I feel on top of the world. It's yeah. amazing how one good sleep can make up for lots of not so good sleeps. But she came over and she just held Harry and we just did our stuff, you know, our bedtime routine with Lily. And then she was still here and so we went for a walk together, which was lovely. And then she came back and she was like, oh, your washing has just finished. So she went and hung out my washing. And while she was out there, she folded the washing. And then she made Lily's little, I'm making her activities each morning to play with, which I, which was an idea that I got from Catherine, who has been a previous guest here I'm making her little activity so mum made this little activity for Lily and she was here until about half nine just she was having a ball she was loving life but she was a huge help she always is a huge help and everybody needs someone like that it doesn't have to be a mum but everybody needs someone who can come and do those little bits and pieces and just do them without them being a or a problem or a yeah, absolutely. My mum was a huge help too, but especially when the baby got older, she loves babies. Mum absolutely loves babies. But as they got older and she was able to have them for a day or a half day or something like that, it was it was so wonderful. And I especially loved that my kids got time with their grandparents because that yeah. was that I really had it as a child. Mm-hmm. So I really value them having that experience. But the huge, the biggest support to me in those early baby days was the mother's group that I had. Mm. And that was just by chance, you know, that, you know, you, you go along to the government support setup that they have and you've got your six sessions to go and learn about what it's like to be a new parent and what to do with a new baby. And I was just really lucky that the people in my local area who had babies at the same time, about six of us just really hit it off and we're still friends nine years later and don't see that kind of ever coming to an end. But everything from just sharing what is happening with your baby and being able to compare notes because you've had babies at the same age or whether it's, oh my God, I really need someone to look after my child today or I just need a girl's night out, whatever it might be. They've yeah. been there from the beginning. Or just someone to be in it together you can be together and you don't have to entertain each other this is my ideal friend you you don't have to entertain each other you don't have to think a conversation you are just together and your kids can do what they want to do you know they can make a mess in the house whatever (laughs) and you've just got company yeah I remember like with this particular group of friends especially when the kids are little as as you're now in that experience then they're constantly interrupting you for stuff because they need you to do so much more for them. We would have a conversation that started at one o'clock and we'd only be finishing that conversation by, <laughs> you know, three, four, five o'clock and it's been interrupted a thousand times and we've started another 
dozen conversations in between because we forgot what we were talking about. It reminds me <laughs> of that cartoon by Sketchy Mama. I'm sure you've seen it about coffee date. I've yes. I've read it in the group before. Yeah, yeah, it reminds me of that. Actually, yeah. I had two friends come over on the weekend and Jack was away and I thought, brilliant, we'll have some friends over for Lily to play with. I'll entertain her all morning and then she'll be tired in the afternoon. We can relax. Yeah, that did not go to plan. She hated every minute of it. <laughs> My friends' kids who were similar ages were just exploring the house, playing happily, didn't speak, you know, didn't need a great anything. time. Lily was just clinging to me. Can you stop talking to your friends now? <laughs> my room. And I was like, oh dear. So I barely had a conversation with them at all. <laughs> but that's what happens. And if they're in the same boat as you, they all understand. Mm-hmm. So if you don't have that kind of thing, I guess that's when things get really lonely and lonely's hard because lonely leads to all sorts of other problems. And also I think it's worth mentioning that it is hard to find this. It was only a few weeks ago we recorded an episode with Amory David, which would have been released a couple of weeks ago, and we spoke in that episode about how I spoke to you on the phone and I was crying because I said, where are my mum friends? Where are yeah. my people who can, where are those people who we just spoke about? Yeah. It's not that easy. No. But there are some places we can go to try, right? <laughs> yeah, exactly. And unfortunately for some, you think that you're going to have the obvious ones like your family um, or your existing friends, that they're going to be, your still going to be the friends that you have after you have kids. And it doesn't always work out that way. Like you might've moved countries and be having a baby in a different country. So you might not have your family around you. Mm-hmm. Or your friends might be having babies at different times to you. That, I mean, that's what happened with me. There was only one friend that I was still really good friends with who lived in the near vicinity from university who had had kids, but we weren't as close as I was to my other friends. So it really was finding new friends when I had a baby. Yeah. And I was just really lucky to have that mother's group. And that was through your mother's group, wasn't it? Yeah. And a lot of women say when they have a baby, they don't like the idea of mother's group because it's a group of people who they've never met before and they're yeah. just kind of plonked together. But almost everyone who I speak to says how much they bonded with the people who were in their mother's group, who are sometimes fathers for the for the sake of completeness. Yeah, yeah, absolutely. Yeah. Um, and I think that it's that, as you said earlier, that shared experience, just that shared understanding, it's what makes the, the click. And it's your friends are still your friends, I hope, when you've had kids, even if they haven't had kids. It definitely has been that experience for me. But there was definitely some distance time as well because I was so wrapped up in my kids and the time that they required. And I didn't have time to go out as much in the evenings or, or the energy. So there was, you know, longer periods of time without seeing them, but I was able to see the mum friends, the mother's group more often and take the babies and hang out. Yeah. So if we don't have a mother's group, other places where we might meet some like-minded people would be at school, daycare, daycare drop-off. Yeah. I think when they're really little, all those baby activities that you can go to, like there's the library. I remember we used to go to the library rhyme time and sing along. And, you know, it kind of feels a bit ridiculous because you're going with this teeny tiny baby, but, you know, educationally it is very good for them and you can meet other mums and dads at those groups. Really good. And then it might be swimming or play group or something else that you can, I know the play group that you go to is, is a very hands-on parents involved kind of play group too. Yes. The play group that I go to, we go to a Montessori play group and it is very hands-on. And I was actually having a conversation with someone there today. Lily and I have been going for about two and a half years and the parents there are all lovely, but I haven't really 
considering I've been going there every week for two and a half hours a week for two and a half years, <laughs> I think I would have made some good friends. And I was asking myself, what have I done wrong? But I think, and this is what I can also be hard about trying to meet people at these baby activities is depending on your child, yes. you're often just with your child. And sometimes that's a good thing because sometimes that's what it's all about. You know, we go there for you to spend that time together. But also that does make it hard to really have a proper conversation with the other parents in the groups. Yeah. That's what I'm blaming anyway, which isn't entirely true because we've interviewed Mandy on here before and I met her through playgroup and she's a friend of mine. But, you know, I'm exaggerating. Yeah. (laughs) (laughs) Well, now you know and second time around you can make more effort with the parents as opposed to the kids. (laughs) Yes, exactly. Other places where I've found support have been online groups, community-based groups or even groups around a topic. So for me, I have met a lot of people in baby wearing groups or breastfeeding support groups or just mm. parenting groups that are more aligned to a particular style. Yep. And especially when you, they then have smaller groups that are communities of local women and you can meet them in real life. Yeah. And I think, you know, as you said earlier, the whole school thing, that is just opens up a whole new world. When your kids start going to school and they're with the same kids every day or, you know, in the early years, every one day a week or two days a week or three days a week, whatever it is, when you have that consistent time where your child is with other kids, you start to get to know the parents because you want to know, you know, who are the parents of these children and perhaps your child wants to have playdates with them. So then you start organizing things and all of a sudden you've got a whole new cross-section of friends. And you'd get some child-free time to talk to them, I imagine, when you're waiting for the kids to come out of class. Yeah, exactly. So in the morning it's really cool, like you drop off. Like even just this morning when I was doing school drop-off, I ended up talking to one of the mums for about 20 minutes afterwards and then I'm like, geez, I've got to go to work. I better go. (laughs) Yeah. And I I don't tend to be one of those parents who gets there super early before the bell rings. So, But if you do, it is nice because you can be standing there talking while you're waiting. Mm -hmm. And I guess the other thing to point out is that you don't have to just look at parent activities and or, or for mums or women. You might want to take up a hobby. You might do Pilates and you might meet some people there who then become your support network or you might take up some evening activity. Yeah. I can't even think what one is because that's how far away <laughs> I am from evening activity. <laughs> Aside from sleep, you could find a, a support group where you all just go sleep together. Yes, yes. <laughs> Actually, my sister was telling me about a place like this there's a place in Fremantle and they go and there's um it's I don't know how to describe it I can't remember even what she called it but you go in and you lay down on a mat and they there's people in the room who just walk around playing all sorts of music like drums or flutes or bells or whatever and all this music and it's quite loud is all happening and you literally lay there kind of meditating for about an hour and a half wow yeah I was kind of like, I'm not sure about that. And she says, yeah, that's what I thought when she first heard it, but she loves it. So yeah. Do you get to sleep? Yeah. Some people do fall asleep. Yep. See, there you go. (laughs) There's places for everyone. Yeah. (laughs) And, and I think we said it already, but it definitely doesn't have to be just mums, does it? Like it could be any woman, any man, just someone that you've got some sort of common interest with who you feel is on the same wavelength as you and who's supportive and gives you something that you need so you don't have that lonely feeling. Yeah. And it's not just at the base stage that this is important. God, no, no way. (laughs) (laughs) It's constant. And I think even sometimes, what do they say? You know, as kids get older, it's not necessarily easier. It's just different. Different. Um, 
yeah, it's just different needs and, mm-hmm. you know, you've got all the school pickups and drop-offs and craziness and all of those things that come with school and it can be really helpful to have other parents who are on board with you during that. Uh-huh. So there you go. Hopefully that gives a lot of people an idea. And if, if nothing else, as you said, there's online groups like our Juggle community. Come and join us in there. Yeah, because it is really nice, especially when you are trying to do that professional career and family thing. You can just feel as you have been feeling, right? That sense of not wanting to let go of the career work stuff. And we will we will tell you the things that no one else tells you, <laughs> <laughs> like that your older child might not sleep. <laughs> And I'm plenty more. I might make a list. Things that no, maybe we can make it an episode. Sounds Things like anyone tells you, or at least a blog. At least a blog. Okay, I'll work on it. Yeah, I'll give you another job. <laughs> so listen out for Harry. He'll be with us in the episodes for some time. Probably you might hear him making his little squeaks and squeals. Hopefully not crying too often. <laughs> and if you want to come and meet him in person, come along to the Tax Institute event. And otherwise, we will be organising again a few lunches in Perth. And we're going to be over east later in the year. We're heading to Queensland in November. November, thank you. I was thinking, is it October or November? Yes. So we'll be trying to do some stuff over there as well. If anyone's got some ideas for us or they would like to um, help us organise something, then reach out. Yep, great. Awesome. So good to hear your update. You'll have, you'll have to do it again. <laughs> Don't worry. Well, not quite working on it. No, that was a bit not working on it. But I mean the update, not having another baby. Oh. <laughs> well, we can do both, right? <laughs> oh, dear. I think it might be bedtime. Thanks for listening, everyone. <laughs> See you next time. Happy juggling.